Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering The Bachelorette Season 18, Episode 7. Now, Chris, it is early in the morning. Most of the country is still in bed, and we are recording an episode of Bachelorette. And I have to ask... What are we doing with our lives? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm currently freezing my nipples off, Dave, in my little garage because it's the only place in the house where I can't wake up Sam and Jordan. And I can see the boilers on and going up to premium temperature, but there's no fucking heat where I am, Dave. <laughs> it's like it's like a warm breath coming out of the yeah. heater. So <laughs> you know, I have to wonder, like, how soundproofed is your garage, or or basically, people walking the dog early in the morning? Are they going to be hearing you <laughs> fucking blasting out a bit of bachelorette? Well, no, it, it, I'm in like a cul-de-sac, so we'll be okay. But you're right, there isn't much soundproof, Dave. There's literally them double corrugated doors that you have on a garage so so and it's not a big one it's like a carport one so you're right people pro- i always think that when we if a recording here which is very rare yeah uh, only when it's early hours in the morning um chris uh, we can't bash this series again uh for another episode i feel so um, what what have you got positive before we get into the details of this episode? What 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 can you say that's positive about this series? <laughs> Michelle's a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done. The band aids off. All bets are off. Right. So Chris, we start off and we have a bit of an intro. We have. Michelle and she's meeting with uh, what I would what I like to call the bachelorette veteran um, Tasha because you know the the news is she's split up with Zach now so she'll be on the next Bachelor in Paradise or something uh, no doubt coming up and they talk about hometowns and kind of how to handle it what what did you make of that little interaction there I, th- I think the more I get to watch the Bachelor and Bachelorette. It's the same DNA, isn't it? You know, we get towards... This is the back end of the, of the series now. I know we're only on episode 7, but it is pretty much the back end. And I think... I'm not really surprised. These conversations don't feel organic. And in some respects, with Tasha splitting up with her guy, it's like, what, what does she have? She hasn't really got any... She's got knowledge of the series, but it just didn't work out for her. You know, so... I, I I know everything's fake on this show, and, and these sort of conversations, I, I like Tasha, I like Michelle, but I, I just I don't find any of it genuine. You're right, I literally, we're off already, I can't help myself. This series is fucking shit, Dave, and it's boring. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's fucking rubbish. <laughs> I've said it, I'm, I'm off, I'm off, I can't do it. I can't, I can't sit here and fucking say it, it's fucking shit and this was the worst episode of the whole fucking series i am freezing my fucking nipples off talking about this day but this is the best part talking to my best mate about fucking this shit show you know hometowns it's an institution people love it people really like the hometowns episodes but i've got to tell you chris 
by Christ, this episode was like pulling teeth. I, I just, it felt like time was moving at a different pace. I just kept looking down at the clock and I'm like, how is this, how is this dragging out so long? I just found it really, really painful all the way through. Like you say, so formulaic. And, and the basically, I think pre-pandemic, you know, the idea was that they would, you know, the bachelorette would go and visit the hometowns of whoever the the candidate was. Because this is like the semi-finals, isn't it? You've got the four people left there and uh, they're battling it out. But this was all in Minnesota, wasn't it? So it was all kind of fake and they've flown in the families. No doubt for a bubble still, Chris. (laughs) 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 Um, But I think what I find interesting in a very... I I am reaching here. I am Jack Reacher in it. Yep. (laughs) Um, Is the reaction of the parents because it's all such nonsense isn't it it's like you know night one i can really see myself falling for this girl kind of thing you know people put it out there like it's this fantasy like it's this uh fairy tale that you tell small children but some of the parents some of the families aren't bought into it (laughs) so it's their reaction uh, that you know could sometimes be a bit more interesting when they're not in on the joke, if you like, or not not in on the joke, but not in on the fakeness of it. You've got the fact that you got to play along, you know that that's what I think makes this hometowns episode a bit more um, interesting than some of the previous ones. Yeah, and and but, uh, sorry, go on. Sorry, go on. No, no, you go. I was going to say Brandon was the one for me who. In this whole episode, I was pissing myself. I had my hands over my eyes, cringing at everything he said. I mean, he's in love with her already, Dave. He's never seen the show. Does he not know you're supposed to pretend to love her and say, I'm falling for her? You know, that, you know, it's proper like, the way he's got to do it, it's like a barrister. He's not got to commit. He's not got to, you know, sell his house and move to Minnesota. But this fucker's already looking at real estate. Probably got a job set up and everything. I'd, I find... That what he's saying is actually not Bachelor. It's like he's never watched it. He's he's all in this guy. He thinks that when he's on these dates with Michelle, she's doing the same, but she's just doing the same script that everyone who's in that position says. You know, I think I'm falling for him. Yeah, I can see him living a life with him out of this. My family love him, but Brandon's like, she fucking loves me. Yeah, he's forgetting that she's on three other dates. So... I think yeah. he's. I, I, I think he was probably fantasy suites coming up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's the one that for me I'm invested in because I think he's set up for a hard fall. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I can't help but feel he is the the outsider. You know, he's third. Well, you know, spoilers for later. But you know, Joe and then possibly Nate. I, I think for me a one and two. Um, I, I still. The whole ghosting thing with Joe, I just can't help but feel that that is going to come back, you know, and, and that. But it'll be down to two at that point. So I, at the moment, I would say Joe. But with that, I think there's going to be some drama right at the end. And, and then Nate will, will win out. But yeah, Brandon, what what did you make of like his brother, Noah? And he said, <clears throat> excuse me. He said that uh, Noah's delayed 
going to the Navy for this. Now, what do you think that means, Chris? Because surely if you sign up for the Navy, it's not like, uh, lads, I know I've signed up for you. Um, I know the boat's leaving, like, next week. Or, or I'm going on basic training or whatever. But I've got to go on the Bachelor. Um, so can you can you just hold... Can you just hang fire there? I, I don't think it works like that, does yeah. it? <laughs> no, there's a water fire. Hang on, I'm going on the bachelor. Let me have a word with the producers. Can you just hang fire on the wall, everyone, until I'm finished? Fucking bollocks, Dave. It's not like he's got a job in a fucking supermarket or something and he says, I'm going on holiday. This is different level. The only thing I could think is that he hasn't actually applied. <laughs> you know, so what he said is he's delayed going to the Navy. He still needs to actually apply for it. <laughs> and, and then, you know, once he's been on TV and, you know, rallied behind his brother, you know, because that's what they need to do on these hometowns, then, uh, then he might actually apply for it and maybe he'll get in. But I, I just couldn't buy that bullshit, to be honest. No, I couldn't. And I think I think when we laugh is when he said he was a skateboarder, Dave. I'm a fucking better skateboarder <laughs> now at 43, and I used to be able to skateboard. I've not been on one for years, so bullshit. He fell over, didn't he? Now, now to be fair, Chris, you've just walked into my thoughts. You've walked into my head. Because as he was saying, oh, yeah, fucking great skateboarder me or, or what it was it was words slightly uh more toned down than that and he's falling over and just a bit shit and michelle's being very gracious she's saying like oh there's a bit of dust a, a bit of rust there you know but you can tell he, he used to do it i couldn't help but feel like this seemed a little bit chris phelps to me <laughs> it seemed a little bit like Oh yeah, I, I used to be fucking great, me. And, and watch this, watch this. Oh, oh no, on my knee, my knee. <laughs> well, I told, I've told this story on the podcast. I think it was the VHS, but that I did get on a skateboard about five years ago. There was we were clearing out a warehouse for work, and there was there was a lad there, and I got, I jumped on and I said I I can ride the skateboard, and. Started doing a few zigzags, Dave. I did have steel toe caps on. I had my industrial work boots on. Oh, he's getting the excuses. Yeah, yeah. So, so I started zigzagging <laughs> down this warehouse. No, my mate's there. And I'm like, look, fucking back to the future. And I was doing all right. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a big guy anyway. But I, I, I was doing all right. I thought, hey, it's coming back here. Luckily, my mate, Dan, walked off. And I tried to do the old Michael J. Fox trick where... You put the skateboard, like you turn it over so the wheels are facing up on your on your the edge of your toes, and then you flip it. Yeah, Dave, I went fucking yeah, yeah. flying. <laughs> I went flying, hit the deck, smashed my head on a pallet, jumped up like a gazelle, and luckily he didn't see me. However, there was cameras, Dave, and someone said like, some guy went, "Are you all right, mate? You fell over." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, just leave me alone." It's my ego. My ego is bruised, Dave. And I still can't, I've, I've not been on one since, and I have no intention of going one ever again, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Just imagine the build up. Oh, to have a fucking. That, that does seem like a scene out of the office, doesn't it? It seems like uh, something that would be very sort of David Brent, like when he's playing football and stuff. Love football, mate. Oh, um, I'm not saying I'm Tony Hawk. But, you know, I'm pretty handy on the skateboard. 
<laughs> that is awesome. But Chris, back to uh, back to Brandon. Yeah, I mean he's he's all in, and I I think I I just don't get the impression that Michelle is really feeling it as much as he is. No, and you know what, Dave, Brandon, and we'll get on to Rodney because he's next up. But you know when she's kissing them both, do you not feel to me it kept reminding me of Lorraine on fucking Back to the Future when she kisses Marty. And she went, it's like, it's like, I'm kissing my brother. Kissing my yeah, brother. because because you can see that she's being forced to kiss him in context of the scene. You know, they've obviously, they probably have to kiss a few times to get the shot right. But you can see she's so uncomfortable. Brandon's all in, he's going for it. Tongs fucking, he's the, you know, he's got the goldfish mouth going on and everything. She, you can see her eyes. It's like she's behind her eyes when she's got them shut. She's like tensing up and everything I, I think she just seems so uncomfortable yeah I guess um yeah she's everything that I've seen tells me that she's really into Joe in this series and and second yeah. Nate so she's actually into those two people and everyone else it's like well I've got to play along with the show haven't I now We've gone on about the whole kissing and it's the bachelor DNA. But surely it's not normal, is it? It's not normal for the person themselves, you know? So I can imagine those little micro expressions of like, what the fuck am I doing? Or like you say, Lorraine from Back to the Future. I mean, to be fair, I mean, it's less less creepy, isn't it, with... um, uh, Brandon and Michelle kissing and Marty and Lorraine but um, yeah I, it, it just looks off to me and it does look like she's got she looks at him more like this kind of little brother kind of thing and um, yeah I, I just I think he's next to go after Rodney so completely spoiling the end but getting on to the Rodney date Chris, I mean, first of all, has he been rooking? Has he been fighting there? Because he, he looked like he had a couple of black eyes. Yeah, me. unless he's been doing some sort of training. There was no mention of it. Yeah, I just... I don't know, it just looked like he'd, he'd taken a, a couple of hits there. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, it's funny with Rodney, because now that we're, I'm getting into a rhythm with the series and stuff, the different ones we've covered, you can clearly see that Rodney was going to go. There was a hundred percent I could see from the mm. as soon as the date, Michelle's body language, the way she reacted to him, the conversation, the day. I mean, he was saying about his mum, his stepdad, out you know, mama and, and his papa and all this, and he, he really like played him up, which is great. You know, he's got a great family background and that. But I just felt his date was like the cheapest of the lot, if I'm being honest, and I. And, I don't know. I could yeah. just tell he was going, and and like you say, and it's no spoilers, but it wasn't a surprise where out of the four that were there, he was the next one to go. No, no, not at all. And what I was saying before about it's it's good when the family aren't quite in on the on the play acting. I liked uh, the fact uh, his mum was saying, "Well, you know, I've got to look after my boy," kind of thing, and. Basically, he's got one option, and Michelle's got four options. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great calling out. Uh, I think the producers prefer it when you're like, "Oh, I've never seen my little boy like this, and his eyes are glowing, and he's clearly in love with Michelle." I think that's, I think that's the script, Chris. Whereas, um, yeah, she's like, "Well, this is a bit of nonsense, isn't it?" 
But um, I, I mean, I, I what did you think of Joe's date, Chris? Because Michelle had taken Joe to um, to her high school, and so he did the opposite. So he took her to his high school. <laughs> just thought, well, that's not very imaginative, is it? I know you kind of just returning the favour kind of thing, but it's hometowns. It's the semi final. I did feel like he could have pushed the boat out a bit more with something original, but but probably in the wrong franchise for that. Well, I've got a little theory, Dave, about all this. Now, when you shoot a TV show, like obviously a drama or a, a film or whatever, they don't shoot them in order, do they? They mm. don't shoot them in any order. They'll just shoot them because of the funding and things like that. They'll shoot various scenes... If it means, if you're in the same area, let's shoot all the, if it's like Avengers, let's shoot all the New York scenes in, now we're in New York, there's no point in shooting the start, going to film the rest of the film and then coming back mm. because of the cost and everything, it doesn't make any sex. The more I watch the bats, I was going to say this last week and I, I thought, I'm probably wrong and I'm probably going to get shot down. I don't know with this, have they shot this when him and Michelle went back to Minnesota to well, save the, a the bit whole... of cash? <laughs> The whole fucking thing is in Minnesota. No, <laughs> no, what, no, no. What they said at the start. No, no, no. What I mean is, no, no. You don't understand what I mean is. When they went to Minnesota, at the, when she was saying at the start of the series about like where they're from and stuff like that. When you know, when, when Michelle did the whole high school thing, did they not shoot that on the same day? Not in the context of us watching episode seven. He, she took him back to her school and say episode four or five, whatever it was. But do you understand what I mean? Because she took him to her home city, didn't she? And he was there. I, he, I thought the whole thing was in... Uh, didn't they go to Michigan? Like Minnesota's... Minnesota. The state, isn't it? Oh, wherever she is the state, and Michigan was the city that they went to. Ah, right. Okay. Well, I, I'm. What I mean is, the continuity of it. When Michelle took her him to her high school, did he then take her to his on the same day? In the context of the show and the timeline, it doesn't match up. But I, I, I just feel this thing with Joe, and you're right. It's a weird day. I just felt the whole thing was off. I was like, I don't get it. He's like, I never had a girl for high school. It, it, it was like you said, it wasn't original. We'd seen Michelle do it already. I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on it, Dave, but I do think Joe's the front runner just because of the location and that. I think she's more attracted to Nate. However, Nate has the, the, the usual drama. We'll get onto that. But yeah, I don't know. There's just something off and I can't put my finger on it. Mm. All of the hometowns, though, were in Minnesota. So, all four dates were in the same, not exactly the same place, but yeah. So, so I don't know. They 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 wouldn't have bothered to do the other shot. I don't think. Um, you know, when Michelle took Joe to the high school, obviously it's in the same place, but it's all in the same place. So ah right I, right. I think they could have. They mentioned it at the start that it was all going to be in Minnesota. This is when Tasha and uh, Michelle were speaking. And so, what they'd normally <laughs> so do is, you know, you, that's where you were fucking asleep, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, they'd normally 
fly out to wherever the the budding bachelors uh, are actually based they fly out but still because of covid and everything uh they've they've kept it all in minnesota <laughs> <laughs> this is why i need you dave to correct me when i'm talking <laughs> shit <laughs> right anyway <laughs> but you keep looking for the continuity problems <laughs> Because there isn't any Chris. Well done, Chris. Well done. Oh, no, I'm I'm absolutely sure there are. Um, But um, but I'm not sure. It's Minneapolis, I think. Anyway, I'm just looking. Is it Minneapolis? I don't fucking know. All these M's, I must admit. Oh, maybe it is. I do, in my head, I think it is Minnesota. Don't give a fuck anyway. (laughs) Whatever it is, it's shit that you've got. (laughs) Oh, dear, mate. (laughs) This is like... Now, this is an abstract thought, Chris, but this is like seven... You know, when we went back to watch that on VHS, and, like, clearly they're in somewhere like Chicago or New York. It's very rainy. And then at the end, they're driving in the desert. And you're thinking, well, where in the U.S. are you? (laughs) (laughs) You Are you in Chicago one minute, and then you just take a road trip to Las Vegas or something? Very bizarre. Very bizarre. But, um... Anything else to say on Joe's day? Because it was... I, I was struggling, Chris. I, I've got one bullet point. Yeah. Joe puts on a prom night in his old high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that that was it. I, I was the same day. But I do think that out of the four dates, Joe was the one there. There was no drama. There was no question. There was no awkwardness from Michelle. It just worked. I mean, you, you'd said, I, I think, Nate is the forerunner. But... With typical Bachelor, because we've not had any drama. They can't paint any of them as a bad guy, because there's always got to be a baddie in these episodes. There has been through the whole series so far. But then it wasn't Nate who fucked up his date. It was his ex-stepdad, Dave, because his mum and stepdad had split up. And he come back, and he's done the same thing that we've seen over and over. He's basically ruined Nate's chance by saying, I don't think he's ready. Is this the right thing? I, I... I get that from a love perspective. He may never have seen the show, but he felt like his old man wanted his fucking 10 minutes of fame. I don't know. I, I thought um, Nate... I, I did feel like it was uh, the most emotional bit of the, the whole episode, to be honest. Like, like genuinely emotional, where um, he was saying, you know, he hadn't opened up before and... You know, he was crying a bit, wasn't he? And, you know, he hadn't really opened up like that to his family. And I'm sure he's doing it. He's opening up and everything because he knows that's what he has to do because of where he is on The Bachelor, or Bachelorette, rather. But it did seem to be... You can't act that shit, you know. It did seem to be genuine emotion there. And, again, you know, his stepdad... I I don't know. I, I think... I think if it was me, Chris, I'd also be a little bit like, well, yeah, this is bollocks, isn't it? Well, I mean, I fucking definitely would be on The Bachelorette. (laughs) Why are you all here? Get off my lawn. (laughs) But but no, I I thought 
that was quite good. And and I don't know, I I didn't think his stepdad sort of sabotaged his chances too much. But you might be right. Yeah, like I say, look, this is just going off the show. I do think, and you're right, I do think the... Um, these two, Joe and Nate, are the two ones. I think Brandon's going to get binned off next week because, to me, Dave, we're getting stalkerish levels of love, and I, I, I just find it really bizarre that I, I like. It's refreshing that we've got someone who not necessarily has not seen the show, but he's so he's in, he's all in. We don't usually see that. Like I say, they all they all act like solicitors, even the the bachelor or bachelorette. They all act like you know they go around the houses so that when they bin them off, it's like. You just didn't have it for me because I think that's the thing like with Michelle and the other ones when they're de- delivering this "sorry, you're going home" thing. It's like they've like done a hundred meter race, but they were two tenths of a second too fucking slow or something. You know what I mean? Like Usain Bolt's just won, <laughs> and they've just pipped them on the. It, there's never any true reasoning to get rid of someone instead of just saying I just don't feel it or you give me the oh, I suppose you can't say give me the ick it's not Love Island but you know you, you could. I just don't feel there's a connection between us and I'm not going to waste your time and I'm not wasting mine or whatever it always ends so that it helps that person potentially have like you said going on Baxton Paradise or going on something else they're going to pop up again obviously it is the nature of this show but I don't know. It, it it really it's a fascinating show, The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I know I'm take at the start I ranted on, but I just find the whole franchise <laughs> fascinating because it's like so separated from real life. But these people treat mm. it like it's real, and I just I find it. I watch it all the time. I fucking hate literally every minute of it. But I love <laughs> me and you breaking it down. I always say this because it's just so incestuous and so bizarre. And I love the fact that there's millions of people who love it and go along with it. And I'm actually like, does nobody see what's going on? But that's the nature of the beast in it. That is the the whole franchise and everything. I do find, though, and, and this is a genuine, like, feeling that I have. We always say, don't we, like, we have to get through the episode to have a bit of a laugh about it. But by when we're talking about it, I do find I, I'm disliking it less. <laughs> this happens every week. <laughs> like when I'm watching the episode, I might as well be pouring lemon juice into my eyes and shoving needles up my fingernails. But when we're talking about it, I'm sort of thinking, yeah, this, this wasn't so bad. <laughs> I don't know. It happens every <laughs> fucking week. And then episode drops and I'm watching the next episode and, and I'm back there again, like wanting to put lemon juice in my eyes. So, yeah, it's, it's a weird feeling. But um, I, I think it is so different, isn't it, from most of the other things that we watch. I mean, there, there's a... there's a lot of setup in every other series that we watch but it just seems that bachelorette is next level of setup it's almost you know that kind of soap opera and and, and they haven't changed the scriptwriter in 20 years it's the same it's the same guy writing the lines um and he just recycles them each week and so yeah i mean oh chris how great would that be you know, if someone got booted off The Bachelor and it's like, look, um, to be honest, I would sooner fucking shoot myself in the face than spend another minute with you. Just fuck off. 
know, we we get we get a little bit of drama, don't we? We get the um, you know, like that. Oh, what was his name? Is it Thomas or someone? You know, and Katie booted him off. Uh, you know, you get some. Yeah, you get some, but not not a real uh, not a real proper blowout. No, I think Joseph's the only one with Claire, wasn't he? He was awful, and she milked it for all it was worth, the effects of it, because she was horrible to him, and then he just went to a different level. He had to be kicked off, but, yeah, you're probably right. You, you're right. I think no, you probably you are right on that completely, but, Dave, we did get the news, the breaking news. You sent me the picture with puppies and everything. Clayton is the official bachelor, Dave. Well... They couldn't have picked someone more fucking boring. If you're thinking this series is shit, well, next series is going to be fucking awful. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, we need to hear from... The thing is, I know there's a lot of our listeners who love this, and I, I don't get it, because if I genuinely loved something, I don't think I'd want to hear two fucking blokes bashing it each week. So to speak, that sounds a bit wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've not had a chance today, Dave. It's a bit early, not but in yeah. that way. But just... <laughs> Give me a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get warmed up in that shed. <laughs> My fucking hands freezing, Dave. Definitely. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'll feel differently at the end of the series, but at the minute I'm I'm looking at that Clayton series and I'm just thinking, Oh god, I, I just I can't think of doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's the most boring drip of a bloke. I know he's a good looking bloke, he's built like a brick shit house, but fucking hell, I, I just is it me? Do they normally have this many Bachelor and Bachelorette seasons, or are they just making up for the fact that they didn't have it through the you know the early part of the pandemic? I can't remember, Dave. I know the schedule did get messed up last year, didn't it? Because we had them pretty close together, but I don't know. The thing is, they should have Brandon on there as the new Bachelor, because he'd fall in love with every single girl, Dave, every episode. He'd oh, not send brave, anyone home. The hometown would be about three weeks long with everyone fucking still in the show. Yeah. Oh, Chris, Chris, Chris. But anyway, I mean, at the end, and we've alluded to it throughout the episode, but Rodney does go home. And so no real surprises there. And then irritates me, and I'm guessing you too as well. And he says, I just hope she's okay. She'll be fucking fine, mate. She'll be having a whale of a time next week while you're fucking crying your eyes out watching TV. So don't worry about Michelle. She'll be having a fucking great time in fantasy suites. <laughs> well, actually, Dave, I think next week's episode is the one where they get them all back together, the guys. It's the tell-all episode, I think, just to drag the season out a bit longer. Oh, okay. Fucking hell. Well, to be honest, that... I don't think that's terrible. And the reason being, there's going to be lots of shit flying yes. all over the place, isn't there? People arguing, bit of drama and stuff. So to break up the monotony a little bit, I, I'm actually quite looking forward to that. Yeah, one. you're right, actually. It does it. That, but then we've got, you know, the week after, we're going back to this fucking bullshit. But um, anyway, you're right, Dave. Big thanks today, mate. Fucking hell. I am freezing my fucking nuts off at the moment. <laughs> this is commitment to the podcast, as always. But thank you, everyone who supports us. Patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. 
If you want to follow us on social media, at CDRealityCast. And if you want to email us, CDRealityCast at gmail.com. Please, if you get a chance, drop us a review in your podcast catching up, guys. We love reading them out. Good, bad, the ugly, it doesn't matter. We mean Dave have some good fun with that. It's appreciative of people actually listening to the show. Get over to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. Get on there. You have to be a, approved by one of us, but we'll approve you in and then just get talking to some amazing people over there. So, Dave, the roll call of honour for today is Kent Gustafson, Lucky Lulu Green, Lauren, Susan, Priscilla, Dee Dee, Katie, Libby, Helen, Joanna, Zoe, Amy, Noreen, Brianna, Helen, Keith, and Michelle Dave. So thank you so much for supporting us, guys. Past and present. If you support us in the past, we really appreciate it. It's been a great year talking about reality stuff. And look, it is all tongue-in-cheek, all this. We may hate it, but we love talking about it. And we love that. And like you said, Dave, it does fascinate me because I'm waiting for somebody to rip the fuck out of me and you go, well, why do you watch this show? <laughs> but this is the point that I love. It's all about... It is Really, someone said about our show, our show, it's almost like a, a podcast version of Gogglebox, really, Dave, because we just <laughs> rip the piss. <laughs> So thank you so much, guys. And Dave, I'm going to go now and put my hand on a fader. Not on it directly, but just above it so I can warm my hands up. (laughs) Nice. All right. Well, cheers, mate. Thanks for persevering. And thanks to everyone out there for listening. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye.